Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs, and this is Lost Arts Radio on the Sunday Guest Show. And we have a friend of ours returning from a few months ago, Maj Teray. And last time we talked to him, he was about to go to the Solutionary Summit. So hopefully we'll hear a little bit about that. And Maj is the founder of Black Guns Matter, an organization that I think is great in many ways, and uh, SolutionaryLifestyle.org which says a lot right in the title, uh, lifestyle of everybody adopting certain lifestyle based on consciousness could make a radical difference in the world for the better. So we have enough to talk about for several weeks, and we're going to compound, compress it into a short time here. So welcome back, Maj, and really happy to see you again. Same here. Welcome. I appreciate you all for having me. Um. So we have to choose what to talk about because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched an interview that you had with uh, Riza Islam, which was great. Yes. And then another one recently about a a murder that took place in the whole self-defense issue. And, um, you know, there's, and we could talk about what's going on in the world in general. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to say just, which I want to do because kind of identifying what's happening as well as um, what might make it better, I think would be a really good idea. But before we do that, can we say a couple of words about the Solutionary Lifestyle Summit that happened? Because you were about to leave for that when we talked to you last time. It was amazing. We had so many people um, that came from you know all across the country to meet and hear people and have discussions about solutions to have discussion discussions about very challenging topics, but to also leave with an action item list. Um, We, when we have these panels or discussions, we try to make sure that everyone leaves with in your corner of the globe and your little section of, you know, your town, right. Here's some things that you can do to apply the solution to this thing that we're discussing at this panel. Sounds like uh, enough to discuss right there for the whole show. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we two days of, you know, you know, lectures, panels, presentations. Um, and then we had uh, the third day for the people that paid for the extra ticket. We took everybody out on a, a yacht, mm-hmm. cruised up and down Biscayne Bay, and we did a basic firearm safety and, and, and uh, uh, knowledge class, as well as a stop the bleed class where everybody ate and it was sunny out and it was beautiful. Uh-huh. We had a great time. It was wonderful. It was Sounds wonderful. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was you cool. know, I, I want to pack as much as we can into this short time. But yeah. uh, so I want to ask you about the solutions, because I think you're right. That's exactly the most important thing. But before mm-hmm. we do, just for new people who have don't know about you from before, um, what is Black Guns Matter? And I want to give you my impression that I've got of the organization right now. It teaches firearms safety and proficiency, as well as some of the aspects about when it's legitimate to use firearms in different situations. That's actually, that's like a perfect breakdown of, of, of what we are and what we do. Um, We, we, we understand that everyone has an innate human and natural right to defend life, protect life. Right. You know, while you're in this body that you have currently, you have the right to be in it as long as you want to. And your decision to stay here should not be cut short by not having the means to defend that body or other bodies from people that don't want you to have that body anymore. Right. So one of the most effective ways of doing that is a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as this this country was, you know, the founders of this country with their contradictions, as we all have, mm-hmm. they knew to put down a list of things in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights that are human rights that come with you being in this body that government does not give and government does not take away. Um, when you're talking about natural law and things of that nature. So defending that is one of the second one being the Second Amendment is the right of the people to keep and bear arms. You know, um, that part is fundamental to protecting your fundamental other rights, right? The right to free right. speech. I get to say what I want and then me expressing that someone may take so much of a disagreement to it that they may not want me to be on earth anymore. So second amendment right after you first being you get to say what you want. Second is you get to defend what you just said. Right. Uh, if need be. And so our organization recognizes that that uh, lack that that very important right to keep and bear arms to defend life is something that um, urban communities have been kind of left out of that conversation, you know, because of the racist practice of gun control, because of the, um, you know, just control, just we don't want the people to limit government. We want government to limit the people. Or when I say we, I don't mean me per se. I mean, certain sections of humanity that would like to control people as opposed to letting liberty be the guiding light. Right. Our organization and knowing that this concentration of that misinformation is targeting urban areas because it's the most populous, you know, highly or densely populated areas in America. It's the easiest to control where people are close together. Yeah, correct. So we make sure that we concentrate on that area because that's where the, you know, the ground zero of the ignorance has been cultivated. Right. So we go to these areas and we inform people about their Second Amendment rights, how to safely and responsibly own firearms, as well as give them somewhat of an understanding of their human and natural rights and why that's important. We also uh, couple that with conflict resolution and de-escalation. Having a firearm is not enough. That's great. You have a firearm. Cool. I have, you know, one right here. Um, That's cool. That's great. But that does not mean it's just a tool. It's just like my axe. It's just like my screwdriver. Yeah. It is there to do an intended purpose. That purpose is to defend life from people that would like to take life. Right. 
With that being the case, um, you can't go into it thinking that, you know, a, a screwdriver is going to be your end all or any tool is going to be your end all. It's the, it's, yeah. the, it's the actual person behind the tool. So a big portion of that in these uh, urban centers uh, with our classes is we do a conflict resolution and de-escalation. I can't just teach you about a firearm as if that's the only answer. It's not the only answer. It's a last resort to defend life. Right. But if you're not placing yourself in a space where, um, you know, you have to run to the gun per se as a first response, that's a bigger tool. We won 100 percent of the fights we're not in. I won. I wasn't in it. Right. 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 So we deal with conflict resolution. And if you happen to not be able to avoid conflict, we deal with de-escalation. If you happen to be in some sort of conflict, how can we de-escalate this so it does not uh, turn fatal or someone's hurt or even just a lot of things can be, you know, it was a miscommunication. So these are all of the things that we deal with at our classes at Black Guns Matter. Um, the Solutionary Summit is a focal point, not just around more so around firearms, but in all of the other areas of human activity that we need solutions in. Um, and we have just recently, you know, got a location in Philadelphia. And within the next few weeks, we'll be opening the Solutionary Center where you can come learn for free. All of the things that, you know, kind of like what we touched on, economics, politics, mm-hmm. you know, spirituality, sewing, right. uh, whatever. There life, basically class. everything life. in life, right? Right, right. There will be a free class and we have anyone that wants to come teach a free class that we will be operating off of uh, donations to the 501c3 to, okay. you know, and people just, you know, helping. So if you want to teach a class, you're good at something. You want to come and get in our network and teach a class to people that could learn. You, you want to give. Okay. You want, you want people that want to receive. You can come up to the classes and put it so on the if, And that's in Philadelphia, you said? Yes. Yeah. So if I was in Philadelphia, would I have a problem being excluded because I don't have the right skin color or not? No. Well, like, that's the funny thing. That's, that's I'm gl- actually glad you brought that up because... There, it's, it's ironic, right? We'll, we'll hear sometimes some people will say the black community needs to, or urban centers, black, whatever color, insert whatever thing, right? Yeah. Communities need to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. And there are certain issues that are unique to each community. If I live in Brentwood or if I live in Beverly Hills, right? Right. The issues that I have in Beverly Hills will not be the issues that I have in North Philadelphia, generally. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a community. And when you want to fix those things in a community, you, the people that live in that community need to address it. Right. Hands on. That does not mean that Beverly Hills doesn't hate Compton. It just means I live in Beverly Hills or I live in Compton. I, I have to deal with the community's issues. If I lived in an all white, let's say if I lived in Scottsdale, Arizona, right. and I happen to live in an all white neighborhood and, and, and within, you know, that 10 block, whatever, however many mile radius, it was majority white. These are the issues that we have to deal with in this community. Urban communities most is, is where I've lived most of my life. That's where I live now. I live in an urban community. Right. I want to present tools and solutions to that community, not to the exclusion of others. The reason why, when you have what's called allies within other communities that genuinely want to come help, because they recognize that our fates are intertwined. When they recognize that it is the most foolish thing in the world to me, maybe not someone else, to reject that person because 
for something as trivial as skin melanin content or lack thereof. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you do that, you you kind of reinforce some of the similar ideology that you're fighting against. Now, this does not mean that I'm not going to say there are certain issues that are community specific. Some things mm-hmm. you got to fix yourself. The irony is sometimes when people say, I got to I got to fix these problems. I got to deal with these issues. Right. Then we'll have somebody go, oh, well, you're being you're being exclusionary. And it's like, nah, we just got to deal with these communities. People can come help because they mm-hmm. might recognize, no, your community has been targeted. They may really recognize that right. and genuinely want to help. So, no, it's a, it's a everyone is free. It's free to all. Everyone mm-hmm. can come learn or. Some people may have more, less melanin than me, but know more about a topic than I do. I don't know how to crochet. If right, there happens right, to be right. a suburban white woman that knows how to crochet or a white dude that knows how to crochet and they want to come teach a class, mm-hmm. who's to say that one of the teenagers that take the class may start a crocheting business and make $10 million a year off of crocheting? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, no, the short answer is no, there is no exclusion. The exclusion is based on if you're there to create problems, then we're going to ask you to leave. Well, yeah. I mean, no matter that's, what color you were, that would be true. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that's really, the, that's really the play there. But we are in a black community. Most of the people that, you know, everything is demographics. When I do a class in Seattle, mm-hmm. most of Seattle is predominantly white. So there mm-hmm. may be a lot of white folks that come to the Black Guns Matter class. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're not black enough. You can't come. I'm not Joe Biden. I'm not going to be like, right, you ain't black. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, um, a couple of things that I really like about the organization Black Guns Matter. One is that you're not trying to escalate violence. No. And a lot of people misunderstand about guns. Yeah. You know, they've been intentionally misled about them, right. thinking right. that guns make you violent and crazy. Right. And that, that's great, except it's completely false. <laughs> the other thing is that um, you're not excluding people according to demographics and race and color. No. And, and if you have an organization called Black Guns Matter, people would, might think if they're superficially looking at it, oh, you, you know, you're against anybody who's a different race, but that's not your point of view. And, and I think that's incredible. What you're doing is, is bringing back the use of a tool into a wise point of view. Right. And it, it just makes it obvious it doesn't create crazy people. The, the, the reality is you have to deal with the issues that our nation, whether that's, you know, let's say if you happen to be an indigenous American, let's say you're Lenape, right? Okay. I'm in Pennsylvania. The Lenape people were here predominantly before colonization in America. Okay. That is a fact of history. Right. William Penn did trade with the, the Lenape people and Philadelphia was was initially like, a, hey, you can do free trade. But women can have business here. Da, 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 all of the things that were it was really called Rebel City because it was like, listen, we're we're about freedom and liberty. If you happen to be a Lenape person and you have issues with how our nation and our past has dealt with the Lenape or indigenous people outside of how William Penn dealt with it. That is a reality. And to talk right. about that and create restorative justice around that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, 
Some people will say, well, the Native American people got to get their thing together on their own. But then when they start doing it on their own, right, not even excluding anybody, just saying, hey, these are issues that impact our community. They started here. Yeah. And they've manifested to this point here. Then some people will say, oh, you're being separatist. Which one is it? If you said you wanted people to right. clean their communities up, if I say, hey, I live in, Be- again, I live in Beverly Hills. I want to clean up this problem X in Beverly Hills. Right. It's foolish to then go, you must not care about Compton. It's just a, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. If, like, I'm smoking a cigar. This potentially could lead to cancer in people. If then I say, hey, because that's important, if let's say somebody I know catch caught cancer from smoking, lung cancer, and I'm like, yo, man, we got to talk about the importance of lung cancer. Imagine if somebody said, that means you don't care about thyroid cancer or you don't care about breast yeah. cancer. It's like, what are you talking about? So it's a it's an approach to pull communities up by the bootstraps, hands on from the people that live in that community without a confrontational approach to any other community. Also, without denying assistance from people from other communities that exactly. recognize the problem in that community and want to assist. Yeah, and I just think that's incredible. I mean, it, it's simple, but it's incredible because the environment we're living in doesn't recognize simple truth. You know, it makes everything complex and misleading. And and we can get into that, but I want to know, it has to be really brief, but what kind of solutions did they come up with from the summit? Uh, on the economics form, excuse me, no, one that I thought was very great was Dr. Boyce Watkins and his wife, uh, Alicia, who's also uh, literally like a psychiatrist, right? Okay, okay. Um, psychiatrist psych- or psychologist. I get both of those mixed up a lot. But either way, she's accomplished in her own right. I want to say that because I don't want to just say Dr. Boyce's wife. She has her own, she's a PhD. Yeah. She knows her stuff. Right. Um, they did a panel together where they were talking about relationships. And one of the things that um, I thought stood out so much was, how well they recognized when they're disagreeing and just were okay with the disagreement, Mm. you know? And like one of the tools was that came out of that was, you know, when you find someone that you're disagreeing, that you care about, it's okay to say, Hey, we're going to remind each other that we're friends. Exactly. You know, like, Hey, I mad at you, but I'm going to remind each other, Hey, I love you, but I'm super mad at you. Again, it's a simple truth. It's like, Oh man, how, how many times have you found yourself in a heated argument and you're in mind automatically thinking, yeah, I got to completely get away from this person and they don't understand me and I don't understand them. And right. it's never going to work as opposed to taking that one split second, slowing down and saying, hey, I want to remind you that I care about you and I know that you care about me. Right. And we're arguing right now about two positions, but I we're friends. Right. I thought that was such an impactful and simple truth and simple tool. It goes beyond position. Because it does. And the it's so simple that the application of it becomes difficult. You literally have to let go of the gas that you're pumping in the middle of that argument and not even push the brakes. Right. Just let off the gas. We're not slamming on the brakes yet. We're just letting off the gas a bit. And the things will slow down a little bit on their own. 
Yeah. Then when you get to a place where you can slow it down with break, then you go. But, you know, we become so emotionally attached to being wrong or or even better because you could be right. But emotionally attached to our position uh-huh. that we destroy an entire relationship with the, like an actual human that lives and breathes that you actually care about. I think a lot of it's subconscious, too. You know, people can do that automatically without realizing what they're doing. When shown how you're doing it and going, damn, I I do that. I actually do that. (laughs) Then you can get some traction and going like, oh, man, I think I'm especially if you have a willing partner that's going to gently pull your coat and remind you. Hey, you may be doing that thing that we talked about. Right. You know, um, I thought that was one of the, the, the most impactful uh, solutions because it translates beyond whatever the topic is. If you're yeah. arguing about yeah. finance, if you're arguing about, you know, the food that you left in the refrigerator that your partner ate and didn't ask yeah. you, it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. what you're arguing about. So yeah. I thought that was a very impactful situation. And that ties into the overall lesson of conflict resolution and de-escalation. So this, it's all based on understanding some deeper level where we're all okay and we're related to each other. And mm-hmm. we, we could run off on different tracks based on our thoughts and what mm-hmm. we get into at the moment, but it doesn't change the underlying relationship. And that's beautiful. It's okay to disagree and still be friends. Yeah, yeah. And you could expand that as wide as you want. Yep. Not yep. just one person. Yep. So in a way, what you're saying is this is all an exercise in bringing these ideals, this simple wisdom and everything that you get in touch with into real life. It's easy to tweet it. Yeah. But the challenge is to get out of your own way with all of these Virtual realities, false ego, constructed things that aren't actually like valuable. Right. When you start deconstructing and reverse engineering and you get back to this empathy for how somebody else may feel, even if I disagree with them, how they may feel, really you start to recognize all of this shit is just conversations with different versions of you. Yeah, you mean in the other person? In the other person. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if you knew that, if you really knew that, who is there to fight with because it's all you? The challenge is, man, I'm having a stubborn time with this lesson in that other version of me that's exactly. showing me that. But you you're saying, saying maybe maybe you've got the power within yourself to change the whole situation. You do. Your reaction. If yeah. there's even a need for a reaction. Right. You know, all of these things are very internal. And it goes, the rabbit hole goes very, very deep in that regard. And yeah. some of the things, I'll give you a perfect example, right? I said... Man, I really need somebody to give me $100,000 for this next phase of our work. I said this yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I've been saying it. Yesterday, somebody gave us $125,000. Mm-hmm. 
So did you complain because it wasn't exactly a hundred? Right, <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. These are things that, and that ties more into when I shifted my thought process into service. I didn't say my favorite car is a Bentley Continental GT. Mm-hmm. I didn't say somebody should buy me a Bentley Con- and somebody should, and it'll show up. I'll have one. It's, yeah. I already have it, really. Yeah, I already yeah. have it. It just you know hasn't I mean? shown up in physical form. Right. So, but the, the thing that has been very beautiful about this walk with being the solutionary, the solutionary center, um, all of these different things is I've made more progress, I, right, um, yeah. by service, by going, man, if we have this, we could serve so many more people in this thing that initially started as gun related and firearms. So it really is more about protecting this, this, this body while you're learning stuff. Right. right so you can right, be here right. longer to learn the lessons that you're supposed to be learning. Yeah, so buys you, buys you some time, right. To do right. everything. And so it's like, all right, cool. Let me cut down on my negative, you know, Sam scars, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. And while I'm doing that, as I've been doing that, that lesson started to go into other things. So then it becomes, hey, how do you stop a guy that has a gun that doesn't value his life? Well, you teach him more about how valuable he is and individually in service to the collective as well. So both your individual yeah. and your collective. So then you go, man, if I can get more people to do that and not, I can reduce the crime rate. Businesses will be better. People will be better. Da, da, da. Then it start, you start thinking about more ways to serve to get that mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Then when, you st- when I've started thinking of it that way, I'll start saying stuff like, man, I really need somebody to give us $100,000 and someone gives us $125,000. And you're saying the, not, re- the reason they did is because you're trying to be of more service. Mm-hmm. My, my so-called needs, right? My needs are far more handled than need. What I desire, for lack of a better term, is for more people to have this experience that I'm currently having in the form of service. I have literally traveled the country to serve and have saw some of the most beautiful and wonderful things by just serving. This isn't a job. It's, it's a vocation. It's work. Right. Uh, job is like, ah, work is challenging, but it's something that's rewarding and, and it's joyous when you get these outcomes and even in the process. So me wanting more people to understand they value, they matter more people to, you know, have the means to defend their value systems more people to be confident in expressing how they genuine their their truth, right? What they genuinely believe, right. their value system. Me wanting all of these things for myself because, uh, I, or wanting this for other people because I recognize how great it's been for me. You want to serve more people, and in serving right. more people, which is just reflections of myself, it seems like I'm talking right. more to myself. So since I'm talking more to myself, myself is giving me back the stuff that I asked myself for, if that makes sense. And what it does is it makes it effortless to care about everybody else. 
it's, it's just, just automatic. I'm, I'm lighting, I'm a candle lighting other candles and I'm still lit. <laughs> right. It doesn't use up your light. It's, it's really beautiful. So, mm. how, I mean, you are, you were going to do this center in Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. your thoughts must go to spreading it way beyond that. We're going to. We have a, Philadelphia has close to 500 homicides this year. Unfortunately, we may break the most homicides that we've had in Philadelphia history this year. Some of that is due to businesses being shut down, people attached to economics in a way that they feel like they got to do stuff. Right. Uh, Suicides are up, all of these things. Mm -hmm. We have an intended goal of reducing the violent crime in Philadelphia by 25% in one year. Doing that, we'll be able to show, hey, our work and service has made it less violent crime, Less then we have more of me's in different bodies that'll say, I'll put some more resources to that and we can scale right. it. It's natural, so, clon- natural cloning of Monge. Yep. Yep. Scale it out and show this is what we did. We did this before in 2016 by accident. We, we weren't on a tour. We were doing a, most of our classes again in Philadelphia. When the violent crime rate stats came out for 2016, Philly had the lowest violent crime it had since 1979 that year. Hmm. Then ironically, 17, 18, then we started touring. Every year that we weren't doing, we were doing less and less classes in Philadelphia, the violent crime rate increased up until Hmm. 2021, this year, where we may be breaking the most homicides we've had in Philadelphia history. Now, to show up and then drop that by 25%, it becomes undeniable, you know? Um, and you, that's, you know, it would be really obvious that something good happened. Yep. That, that's the part that, that's where my, my current interest and goal, next mission, you know, to accomplish lies. And that's what I'm super excited about, about the solutionary. So. And that's kind of a microcosm of the world in a way, right? It's just, mm-hmm. if it could happen there, then it, scaling shouldn't be an issue especially when you have more me's or us's yeah seeing it manifest and then it's more belief that pours into it it makes it more concrete faster i mean then those me or us's start to go hey i'll put it's no different than in the beginning it, it seemed to be more difficult to get people to donate money, right? And I get it. What do we know what this guy's going to do with this money? What, what do we, you know? Yeah. Then when you show improve after a while and then years go by, because some of these people have watched our work for years and then they're going, all right, cool. I'll give 25,000. Okay, I'll give. Now when we do this and then say, hey, we are going to cut down violent crime in New Orleans next time then it's scalable. And if we did it with this small amount of money, imagine how much more service we could do with this amount of money. Right. So it's just showing and proving this is on so-called on-the-job training in service of communities that need this type of information or tools more so than other places. 
And so, I'm so what's, what's the basic way to understand how you do it, how you reduce the violent crime? When you teach young people about conflict and what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't, and then show them television and media generally shows one side of a conflict through yeah. television, video games, whatever. It's like, I'm tough. I'm the bad guy. Even if I'm the hero, I can shoot somebody and nobody comes. Yeah. John Wick can shoot 300 people in a movie and nobody, nobody, there's not even a conversation about jail. Right. Because he's there's, the hero. Because yeah, he's the hero. And you're looking at it through that lens. The reality is, you know, you might shoot someone and spend 23 hours of your day in solitary confinement and one hour out for the rest of your life for that yeah. shooting. It's kind of a drawback, right? So when you show young people that, one of the exercises that we do in our classes is we say, okay, cool. Somebody, you're going to stand in this corner here. You can hear everybody. You know what everybody's doing. But you're going to stand in this corner for 10 minutes, and you can't turn around. You can't use your phone. You can't do anything for 10 minutes. Sometimes we put them in the bathroom. That's 10 minutes. And it seems like the longest time in the world. Right. And I go, bro, that you can come out whenever you want. When you think 10 minutes is up. When you think 10 minutes is up. So many people are out in five minutes, seven minutes, uh-huh. eight minutes. And they're like, yo, it seemed like it was long as hell. And it's like, okay, cool. That was eight minutes, whatever the amount of minutes was. Now, could you, would you want to do that for one hour every day? Just, but not sitting down, just standing up. Mm-hmm in the corner, in the bathroom, would you want to do that, forced to do that for one hour a day for the rest of your life? They're like, hell no. Now, after they say hell no, it's if you use a firearm unjustifiably for something stupid Mm -hmm. that could have been handled with a conversation or walking away or de-escalating, forget one hour a day, 23 hours a day, you may be in a, a room isolated. If that's worth it to you, then cool. But if to me, freedom is everything. So if I'm giving up my freedom, it better be for something very, very righteous. Not because of I was trying to prove that I was John Wick. Yeah. That is a very impactful. You see those light bulbs go off, especially with the young men. Wow. You see those light bulbs go off like, damn, I never even thought about it like that. Right. You haven't. And now that you have. Let's maintain a safe and responsible gun owner that wants to use that tool to defend life from actual bad guys right? and not get caught up in a system that's going to package you as a bad guy just because you made a hasty move based on what uh, television or media turned you into a Manchurian candidate mm. that you just respond when yeah. this thing happens as opposed to slowing down and thinking. And that's yeah. been very uh, impactful for us as a tool. That's an incredible example. So if you can get that in front of more people in any given location like Philadelphia or New Orleans or any place, that starts changing numbers because these people talk to other people. Right. And it spreads, right? Right, right. It's a positive virus. You know how people say, oh, they went viral. Root word being like virus. You want a positive pandemic of wisdom. That's what I want. That's what I want all day long, you know, and doing it in a manner where we're not judging anybody. We're not saying it, it's it almost becomes like this ain't about guns. 
Well, it's yeah. Like, I mean, I mean like, when you said you saw yourself in other people, that's so important. I mean, it, I think it's really critical to get these young kids to understand the 23-hour concept. Mm-hmm. But if you could also somehow figure out how to get them the experience of looking at everybody else as themselves, everything would change. Well, we do. We give, that's where culture becomes very important. When you understand a culture, so for example, I have a pair of Yeezys and I have a pair of Marty McFly Nikes. These sneakers were $10,000, right? Yeah. They're an investment. Got them years ago. That's the guy from the movie uh, Back to the Future. Yes. Right? The, the sneakers are based off that character's sneakers in the movie. Okay. Okay. So when I tell young guys about, yo, imagine you put on whatever your coolest pair of sneakers are. And you go to a you go to a bar, you go to a club. It's a bunch of beautiful women. Because I'm usually talking to guys about this. Yeah. It's a bunch of beautiful women. The drinks are flowing. Music's great. Everybody's having a good time. People are dancing. Somehow you got your firearm in the club. Just for protection. But a guy steps on your sneakers. And I say, how much are the sneakers? That, man, my Yeezys was $600. Cool. You step on a sneaker, the guy pauses and turns around and looks at you. What do you do? Now, some guys will say, yeah, like, what, why is he stepping on my sneakers? Da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, cool. You could look at it that way. Or you could say, this person, like me, in this place, is drinking, is enjoying the beautiful women, having a great time dancing. He's not thinking about me. Just like I'm not thinking about him until he made the mistake of stepping on my toe. And more than likely, it wasn't intentional. Right. Would you step on somebody's toe? And the guys will be like, man, I'm not even thinking about no dudes if I'm in. And there's so many beautiful women and they're open and they're happy and having a good time. Right. So if you stepped on somebody's toe in that space, would you be intentionally doing it? And they'll go like, nah, I wouldn't be. And they'll go, okay, so that guy probably is the same thing. And they're like, nah, you're right, you're right. And then I'll go, now here's where it becomes more self-responsible. You knew that you were going to the club that whatever performer was there was going to be. You knew that the club was going to be packed. You chose to wear your most favorite expensive pair of sneakers into a location where there was going to be a bunch of people dancing and not paying attention to your sneakers. Right. You may have had something to do with that. And if you think you didn't, then that absolves. That's like saying you don't control your fate. Right. And you made a series of choices. It's like, damn, I've had guys in the class in a separate city say, damn, man, next time I go to the club, I'm wearing some old sneakers. <laughs> that's good. And these, that culture, sneak, whether it's sneakerhead culture is a big culture, whether it's that, whether it's dancing, whether it's just take that moment to evaluate from your perspective. Would you be thinking about that dude that's behind you when this, you got, you dancing with a beautiful lady, but it just happened to be crowded, mm-hmm. you know? And then another example that we'll say a lot of times is I'll say, now imagine if that guy turns around and says, Turns around, looks at you and goes, excuse me, after he stepped on your shoe. 
Now we take that guy from forgiving to like, damn, why is he talking to me like that? He stepped on my damn shoes. So then we have the lesson about tone. So if that person said, excuse me, or if he said the same words in a different tone, right? right. when he said, excuse me, now it's no longer an issue. Same words. So then we take them into spiritual concepts of tonation. Tone, tones is vibrations. Right. Right here, I have a Tibetan singing bowl. It's vibrations. It's vibes. When people say, yo, I, I don't, I, they had a good vibe. They had a mm-hmm. bad vibe. It's a vibration. It's a tone. So then we start to think about, damn, just like I wouldn't want that guy to give me that wrong tone or vibe, vibration. I got to be checking myself or my, I got to give myself a vibe check. Right. When that thing happened, how was I saying it? Words and spelling and sentences, are, these are incantations. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's not the word, it's the energy behind it. So now we get to a deeper concept. And when you, when you can trans, I'm, I'm a translator. I can translate these concepts to people in a manner that they can receive them well. And that's, that's a way that um, we're able to influence and implement this thought process, especially yeah. to younger people that, that, you know, they know I'm not judging them. They know our guys, we ain't judging them. We, you know, they, we was right where y'all was. We right. just telling you how to maneuver through this mud a little bit better. Elevate. What about if people ask you about the larger situation that's going on in the world right now, where you've got public agencies and governments clearly moving at an accelerating pace toward enslavement and extermination. You what make you, them slower. You make them slower do? by your choices. You, you, if you are okay, I take a different approach. If you are okay with that, then do nothing. They're going to do it. Right. But if you're not okay with that, if you choose freedom and liberty, you stand in your truth. You, your life matters. You have value. You have the right to say, no, thank you. I disagree. Right. Now, will it be challenging? Will some businesses say, you can't come in here without a mask? Cool. I won't give you my business. Right. Then the question becomes, just like the sneakers that you chose to put on, then the question becomes, the thing that you're going there for, could you be in a better economic, political, and social position if you maybe... That didn't go into that bar so many times. Maybe life is showing you that maybe you could save your money a little bit more. Maybe you enjoy bourbon. Maybe the money that you save, like there's a lot of micro breweries and breweries around Philadelphia now. Why, Why don't you think you could own one of those breweries? You really like beer. Do you want to invest some of that money back into having your own company supporting that? For self. I mean, if that's what you into. Yeah. When you when you resist, resistance can be firm, but it doesn't. And I can still respect everybody else's jurisdiction on their stuff. Well, I don't want my business to have that rule. So I'm going to make I don't have a business and I've been giving you my business and you don't respect my view. So since you don't respect my view. okay, cool. I'll go be the thing that I want. Now, if you're okay, that's why we lead in with, are you okay with what they're doing? If you're okay with it, continue to support them, continue to financially empower them, continue to give them money, continue to do all of that. 
You don't have to do anything but what you've been doing because you're okay with the enslavement direction that it seems to be going in. There's no judgment. It's not a statement of judgment on the act. It's just what do you actually want? Yeah, I want a world where more people. Now, for a minute, it may seem like there's a form of segregation happening. And there is. Yeah. People that value freedom and liberty and people that want to be lorded over. That's fine. If enough people, and I believe that there's more people that want freedom that need to have a practical understanding of how they can apply that freedom and recognizing that initially that's not going to be all peaches and strawberries. It's not going to be super easy. However, one one thing we need to do is set up a parallel economic system so that these thousands of people that are getting fired for not going along with orders that are, you know, suicidal type orders, they need to have somewhere to go. Boom. The Malcolm X said during a time when racism was like real violent, right? Mm -hmm. Malcolm X said something I thought was so beautiful. He said, if you, if you say, and at that time I'm talking like my grandmother and great grandmother's age, they lived through a certain level of, bigotry, racism, and violence that I'll never experience. Hopefully. Right. He said, if you think the white man is giving you hell, then set up a factory. If you can't set up a factory in a business in your community like the white man does and has done, don't complain about that person. And I thought during that time, I thought that was... That's an area era where you could be like, well, it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's messed up, but you still have power. So if Malcolm X advocated for that and he was 100 percent right during those legitimately more horrific times in regards to race relations in America, especially towards black folks. Right. Sure. If he could say that, then there is literally very few things stopping you from applying that right now. So he would say, build something now, build something new, right? Build it. Because when people come into the Solutionary Center, hey, if you want to wear that, when people come to our classes, yo, if you want to wear that mask, you can. If you get tired of people saying, what'd you say? What'd you say? I can't hear you behind your mask. Right. You can take it off. I'm not judging you. If you have a pre-existing health condition where you feel like that piece of cloth is actually stopping a horrible virus. Mm-hmm. cool for your own feeling you can keep it on usually at the end of the class everybody done took that damn mask off and they having conversations they getting back to actual interaction with people yeah so the level of empathy and understanding with a firm hand of yo it's what you want i don't wear masks or even on airplanes every time i when i go into businesses that say do you have a mask i say i don't have one can you give me one And usually a lot of them say, oh, we don't have any, but just next time, can you? I say, okay. And I go do exactly what I wanted to do anyway. And what happens on the airplanes? On airplanes, I might hear, I'll like put it on my ear for a second, get on the plane, and then I'm on the plane and they're not bothering me. Oh, okay. Now, do I get an overzealous flight attendant every now and then? Cool. But you know what we did? When I don't want to deal with that, I went to go buy an RV. Yeah, yeah. So Malcolm X said, build something different, right? It becomes a 
Are you willing to discipline yourself to not be a part of the thing that you don't like? I don't like that my city has five, close to 500 homicides before Turkey Day. Right. I don't like it. I'm going to do something about it. I don't like uh, governmental overreach. So I'm not going to overreach into somebody's life. I don't like that they can trick people through mainstream media to convince them to operate in their own disinterest. So I'm going to create alternative platforms. And even if it's not a platform, even if it's just me communicating, I'm going to, in that certain section, build that bubble of liberty and expand it outward with people that will come and can listen to it and just share perspectives. And I'm going to have more and more people on what I'm, I like supportive of that in my little universe. And then those people will make the decision. Now I like how I feel at the solutionary center more than I like how I feel in some places is going to judge me because I want to be free and autonomous. Right. And then those people will create their universe. And it's a it's a domino effect. It's a butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Instead of complain, create. Right. And um, since we're we're almost out of time here, what are the ways that people can support your expansion to do this on a bigger scale and better where you are as well? Everyone that's listening to this, man. Resources are very important. I mean, we're going to get the work done. And I trust in, I trust the universe and I trust, I trust humanity. Right. I think there's way more people that may feel like they have less power than an oligarch or a so-called elite person that wants to subjugate people. There's way more people. Yeah. Right. If we all said, hey, that young man and his team are already doing the work. I want to financially support them. Just give five bucks, 550, 55, 500,000, whatever. We're close to, um, I think we're maybe $18,000 away from $500,000 raised and given away over the last three or four years. Okay. When I say given away, I mean for the classes to make sure that the classes are free to all. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see that that's something that you value and like, hey, man, I want that to scale up. You know, I don't want to support that team's endeavors in doing that. Just give to the GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Every donation is posted. Everything is fully transparent. Even GoFundMe donations are 100 percent tax deductible. Right. Um, So that's that. Uh, And that's how they can support in that regard locally for building a solutionary center, because in 2022, we're going to have a hard concentration on Philly to get that crime rate down 25%. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah. Boy, if I was there, I'd come to all your events for sure. So it's going to be so beautiful, man. <laughs> it's going to be so beautiful. We're going to have people, home economics, cooking, all these interesting things that, you know, you can save a lot of money by, like, cooking in the house. Right. Like, you know, so little things like that. You're helping to create the new civilization. And and the spirit behind it is incredible. I'd like to see it everywhere. So everybody should support everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank so, you. Okay. We need more time to talk, but we'll get to that. So hold on and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Sure. There goes Maj Touré. I was saying it wrong before Madge, but it's Maj. Doug got that straightened out. And uh, he's the founder of Black Guns Matter, and I think he's doing great work myself. Um Totally non-racist, totally non-violent, uh, 
he's somebody who could teach the wisdom of not just the Second Amendment, but the natural right that it reflects, which existed before any amendments of any kind were ever written. And it's a, a right of self-defense, using the tools you need to, you know, being firearms at the moment, um, but not to trespass on anybody else's rights, not to preemptively attack anybody, not to do anything that is intrinsically immoral. And I think uh, Maj is teaching that to people. And it, his goal in Philadelphia, as he said, for the next year is to drop violent crime by 25%. And I think he could do it. You know, he's had an impact like that before. Anybody that wants to support it is invited to support Black Guns Matter. And I think you could find out where to do that on um, solutionarylifestyle.org, solutionarylifestyle.org. I'm pretty sure I wrote that down right. And um, what what struck me the most in talking to Maj is his comment not just because of the comment, but because of the real energy behind it, um, that he sees himself in other people. Wow, that, that's incredible. Not because it's a new idea, because it's the basic idea of um, loving your neighbor as yourself, basically. Otherwise, it's make-believe if you don't see them as yourself. And so he brought, the, I didn't prompt that, he brought it up. And um, he's obviously living it, helping diffuse violence and de-escalate situations and teaching people safety and cooperation and life skills in the center that he's going to start. It's just inspiring and encouraging to me to hear what he's doing. So support him. Check out his website, solutionarylifestyle.org. Black Guns Matter is on YouTube which is amazing, but great. And um, what else can I say about that? I I just think it's a spirit that could translate to anybody's community anywhere. And one of those communities is the whole world. And what I'd like to see is that spirit regain its original power, which by resonance could change like a wave, like he mentioned uh, that he would like to see a viral pandemic of wisdom and it could even infect the uh, people who are playing the role of bad guys now because uh, they're playing the roles very convincingly and causing a lot of horrible things by what they're doing but underneath that programming they're reachable maybe not consciously but on a subconscious level and when Maj started talking about frequency of consciousness being something that you can spread I think that's our main option that has enough power to reverse the direction things are going in the world right now and give more energy to the uh, to the light side of everything that makes people realize we're all one being in different bodies. And at, at that point, um, there's there's two ways to get world peace and harmony. One is if you eliminate all the people, which a lot of our rulers clearly want to do. And to save the earth, right? And uh, make the animals happier, whatever they're saying. And the other way is to realize that it's one being in everybody. At that point, all the uh, conflict and wanting to hurt each other is over. 
because it's not each other, it's you and everybody else. And Maj is out there consciously working for that. I think it's incredible. So anyway, I won't keep repeating that. I think you can you can tell and uh, take a look at his other interviews. They're really good. Uh, Risa Islam was one of them. And it's easy to find on YouTube and the other channels. So that's about it. Uh, this is our Sunday show. We have a Saturday show, too, which most of you know about, called Lost Arts Radio Live, Saturday afternoons, uh, U.S. time. And you can stay in touch with all those shows at lostartsradio.com. Find the platforms that we're on that are free speech and any platform that is not doing shadow banning and censoring, you can support. And if you want to keep us on the air and keep us going and fund our projects, uh, there's a donate button at lostartsradio.com that would be greatly appreciated for you to use if you can. And also a uh, subscribe star link that's right with it, uh, also at lostartsradio.com. That keeps us going because we're not really doing commercials at this point. If I recommend something, I mean, I don't mind if that works out, that we get a sponsor that I can feel comfortable with. But at the moment, uh, if I recommend something, it's because I actually think it's good. And maybe I used it or found out about it, and I, I like the freedom of that. But donate to us if you can and help us spread the links uh, because there is a lot of blockage out there. And if you can help us get, reach more people, that would be better. Uh, Planetary Healing Club is on right after Lost Arts Radio Live, half an hour every Saturday, half an hour after it ends every Saturday afternoon. And members get the archive so they don't have to make the live time if they don't want to. But uh, with that, we're live every week talking about forbidden information of all kinds, health information and uh, consciousness, deeper information like we touched on with Maj today, but taking it to deeper levels and specific personal interactions, relationships, uh, situations that you might be in, get into a lot of interesting things. That's planetary healingclub.com and i'll see you there um i think that's about it so i hope you have a good week hope you found a good weekend or whenever it is that you're watching this i hope everything's going well for you value yourself remember the things that Monge said today about the huge potential that you have um develop it consciously get into it get your health back um do whatever you can to help yourself, and it's the most generous thing you can do for the world because we're all actually one being, like Maj was saying. It's you and everybody else. When you realize that, it's all different. Things start getting better. So thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. And uh, have a good, good night, and we'll see you here next time. Thank you. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. 
Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with hosts Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Here in the dark of skies They're all the same And in the night Your mind keeps playing games But in the heart A wish is just a dream Time never waits Though harder it may seem Don't you dare give in 
Just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.